This is a prepaid debit call from an inmate at the correctional institution. To accept this call, press zero. One of the wildest experiences that I've ever had was actually getting an opportunity to sleep and live with a murder. Someone <laughs> who you mean an opportunity, dog. Like, it sounds I, like you just won the lottery. You know, it ain't the lottery, but it's it's an, when I say opportunity, man, it's because that's not something that you ever think you'll have a chance to do. And I'm not saying it's a chance, right? Like it's not a good thing, but like it's just not something that I ever thought I would get to experience or that I would experience. Period. Right? And I remember that I got a chance to. Not a chance. I keep saying a chance, but what I'm saying is, man, like, they put this man in my cell, and I knew Mm. nothing about him. And he's older. He's been through some things, and you can see it in his face. Um, At first, he seems like a, you know, like any other guy. I don't know anything about him. When you're in places like this, you don't ask too many questions. I had to learn that lesson real early on, right? Like, you shouldn't ask these guys too many questions because they – they will disappoint you a lot of times with the answers, right? Like I can't tell you how many times in there I got really close to a person and then you find out that they've done something really heinous. And, and it's like, how can I be friends with a guy like this? Or how can I like, how can I continue to hang out with this guy? Or, you know, you know, how can I continue to just like show other people in this, in the, in this place that I'm willing to hang out with guys that have done things like this. Right. But so you stop asking, right? There gets, there gets to a point where you're just like, I don't even care. I don't, I don't care what you've done. I don't want to ask. If you want to tell me, that's a whole other thing, right? So me and him yeah. are in there. We're talking, and naturally, in conversation, it comes up. Like, I'm like, man, how long you been down, right? Like, how long have you been doing time? Um, he hits me with 56 years. Damn. 56 years, man. Me and him are sitting in this cell, and he's been doing time. How old is he? He was late 60s. You know, like he, yo, yo, he so got, he'd been there since like he was like a teenager. Yeah. Like late teens, maybe like 18, 19, like, yeah. In and out. He's, he's, he, he had mentioned to me that he had been out maybe twice. And, and yeah, he, and anyways, man, look, so mm. me and him are talking. I'm like, man, what, when you've been down, when you've been down 57 <laughs> years or so, like, what did you do? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like what got you that kind of time? Right. Like that's, I mean, I got three years. Right. Uh, For breaking three F1 felonies. Hmm. Right. And, you know, F1 felonies is the highest felony that you can get. Um, But of course, it's, you know, I I was there for drug trafficking and I'm very transparent about that. Um, But drug trafficking is right up there with murder, you know, uh, sexual assault, rape, things of that nature. Right. Really those heinous things that we talked about. And so I knew he had an F1 felony. Definitely knew that. Oh, yeah. But what I did not know was, man, which one? Like, which? Yeah. What did you do? Right. Which like one? what kind of man are you? Right. And so one day we're just talking and, you know, he tells me, he's like, yeah, man, like I'm in here for murder. And I'm like, wow. Like, okay. Like that's, you know, this, yeah, like this is happening. Like, right. I'm having a conversation with this man and you know, he let me, he let me have it. Told me exactly what he was there for. Right. So we get to talking a little bit more. So at this point I know he's there for murder and he gets to telling me about the first time he killed a man. Right. And of course, I ain't going to put my man's, inf- I can't put my man's uh, information out there, right? I'm not going to say, I'm not going to give his name out or nothing. But what I will say is that, uh, you know, he went by spot, 
right? I'll just, I'll, 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 I'll give, I'll say the, I'll give a nickname to him, right? But he went by Spot. And so Spot tells me that the first time he killed a man, he killed a sheriff, right? He killed a police officer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And, 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 and I'm in it, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I, I, this is story time, like on 10, right? Like, cause this is real life. This ain't no man telling me about, um, something he, you know, like, you know how people will tell you a story and clearly it's over, right? It's, it's more, it's, it's more exaggerated, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's made the sound cooler than it is. No, nah, man, my man's pulled out newspaper clippings. My man's pulled out every, he's like, no, nah, I did this. You Bro, know, he had, he had receipts, had receipts, right? So I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm invested. I, I mean, I don't know how else to say, I mean, you know, in prison, Yo. you're in a cell 23 hours a day. You know, at, at times, you know, you, you can be, you know, you, we ain't got nothing to do in there. So am I interested? Am I, am I, am I tuned into this? Absolutely. And he tells me that what happened was that his, his father got sent to prison over something he did, right? He lived in a small town um, somewhere in, in, in Ohio. And, you know, when he was living there, basically everybody in that neighborhood knew that him and his brothers were like the troublemakers, like almost like the Dukes of Hazard. You know what I mean? Like everyone in the neighborhood knew all oh, those Duke boys, right? Like type deal. And so everybody in, in, in the area knew that they were the troublemakers. And so there was, you know, they were bootleggers. They would sell a lot of uh, alcohol, you know, um, yeah. illegally. And, and that's what him and his family did. Right. And he said that there was um, there was a there was a sheriff that wanted to take them down. Damn. He was he was from the Prohibition era, dog. <laughs> no, he was. Yo. He wasn't from the Prohibition era. He ain't that old, right? Like I was like, you know, but but no, but you know, making alcohol illegally, yeah, yeah. you can't do that. You you know, moonshine yeah. and all that stuff is what they were big on, right? They were they were real big on the on the moonshine, and so you know, he goes on to tell me about how basically the sheriff knew that there was a crime being committed. Sheriff knew that it was the, him and his brother, but the sheriff didn't have any proof. But somehow the, the somehow the sheriff was able to prove or not prove right because it was it wasn't real proof but his the put sheriff, it on the they put it on, on his father the yeah they yeah. put it on his father man yeah. and so his father got sent to prison over something that him and his brother did and then while in prison his father passed away his dad got oh, killed yo yeah right now mind you the sheriff did this uh you know the, the sheriff put him there on some like spite on some spiteful type stuff right the sheriff yeah. did it as a way of like getting back at them so some beef naturally ensued. So my bunky, right? My cellmate tells me, he's like, yeah. So I call, I, you know, I, I had one of my, one of my girl, one of my girlfriends or, you know, a girl that, you know, a girl that was my friend. I had her call the sheriff and I had her set the sheriff up. He's like, he's like, he's like, I had her, I had her call the sheriff's department and say, Hey, you know, there, you know, we found the bootleggers. They're up in the mountains right here, right there, you know, and, and I just want to let y'all know. Yo. Yeah. So sheriff set pulls up, up the sheriff. Set up the sheriff, bro. Sheriff pulls up. And he said, "Yeah." And I caught him. You know, like I I stepped out, you know, stepped out the 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 cut. And I had a rifle and I put like three four holes in him and I killed him. And I hid that rifle in those mountains. And the crazy thing is, bro, he's telling me about this, but this ain't even the murder that he like originally got convicted for. <laughs> And it hits me. I'm like, so you're telling me that you've killed more than one person? Like, and he's like, man, I've killed eight. And I, he didn't, now he didn't tell me that, right? Eventually that came out, but he goes on to tell me that he, he's got eight bodies, man. He's murdered eight people in his life. And then he goes on to tell me that, cause I basically asked, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Cause it, cause eventually it came out that like, oh, these are the murders you've been convicted for. 
And so he's like, yeah. And I'm like, so you're telling me, you know, and I, and I, you know, I'm putting two and two together. And I'm like, so you're telling me that you've probably killed more than eight people. And then in that moment, he just put his hands up. You know, he took a step back and he's like, listen, man, I'm at an age where I can't afford to. I just don't want to deal with any more trials. Right. And he's like, so at this point in my life, I'm only going to talk about the shit that I've been caught for, that I've been caught and convicted for. He's like, because if I talk about anything else, I'm risking the chance of having to get pulled up out of here, sent to another courthouse, dealing with another trial. And he's like, and at this point, I'm doing I'm I'm 57 years into this. He's like, I don't I don't want to I don't want to deal with that anymore, because when you're incarcerated, but you get, you know, but then it's discovered that maybe you were responsible for another murder, another crime while you're incarcerated. Right. You get taken away. You get taken out of the prison. You get taken back to the county in which, you know, this this crime occurred or whatever, you know, the city, the the municipality. Right. And then um, from there, you know, you go on trial because, <laughs> you know, you got to go through trial in order to get convicted of a felony. And so, bro, like this man was being convicted, like, you know, he, he basically told me he's like, yeah, I've killed more people, but I can't tell you about it out of, you know, out of the the. But just, I ain't trying to go back to like, trial and get get sent back in here again. Exactly. I'm already in here, so I'm gonna just write this out. Exactly, man, because like it, it's it's an inconvenience yeah. to him. It really like that's really what it came down to. So 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 yeah. All right, I gotta backtrack <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, let's talk about it. Because <laughs> that's a lot. So my man's had eight bodies, right? Yeah. And you know you had the you had the opportunity to sleep <laughs> next to a murderer. Mind you, wild my opportunity. Man's, my man sounds like a serial killer. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Um, but what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean that you were sleeping next to a murderer? Like what's, what's your sleep setup? Like, how is it? What, what so, yeah. So we had bunk beds, man. And I was on the top bunk, you know, naturally, you a- naturally you give the, the, the killer, the bottom bunk, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, and I, and I I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I was scared. Right. Um, because what this man showed me was that he was willing to go places I wasn't willing to go. Right. Um, yeah. You know, he and, and he's done this before. He's very seasoned multiple times in taking people's lives. Yeah. Right. And this taught me something, man. And there's a reason I wanted to talk about this today, because. What this really showed me and what this really taught me was just one, how fragile life truly is. Right. I, I, mm. I, I Ever since then, I've come to I've come to compare life a lot to a flame. Right. You know, you if you ever lit if you ever light a candle. You know, and you just watch this flame, you realize that it, it's a powerful thing, right? It's something that can catch fire and burn down the whole world, right? One fire could burn down the whole world if, if we let it, you know? Yeah. And, but at the same time, that flame is fragile. All it takes is just one little blow, right? Just a little gust of wind and it's gone, right? It's something powerful, but yet so fragile at the same time, right? And it doesn't, basically, I learned how easy dying is. And this man didn't just tell me about the murders he had committed. He was very honest about all eight of them, bro. He broke down eight murders to me. I sat and I got to ask him questions. I got to really converse with the man because, I mean, we're both doing time, right? We're both doing time, right? We're, We're in the world's largest waiting room is the way that I like to, you know, describe prison. And him and I are sitting in there. And in this moment, him, our, our, our paths are crossing. And, and in this moment, he's all I've got. And, I've, and, he, and, and, and I'm also all he's got. 
And we're just talking because this is passing the time. You know, and of course, I'm sure that he has an entirely different interpretation of what time is. And and of course, in, in my own experience, so did I. But, man, it's it was wild to be able to ask this man, what leads you, what gives you the gusto to to kill a person? You know, and 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 I finally got to ask him that question. How and why? Right. Like you're a human. You understand better than anybody because you are here alive and in love with your own existence. You understand what it's like to be human. You understand what it is to love and be loved. Yet you're willing to take that from people. Why? And he said something that, 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 that sent chills through me, man. Something that I, I never thought would bo- not bother me, but just like it would shake me to the core. You know, and he said... You know, I've never hurt someone that didn't do something to me, right? He's like, I'm not that kind of man. He's like, I'm not, you know, he's like, I don't kill just for the sake of killing. He said, but when someone does me wrong, when someone hurts me or someone that I love, you know, he's like, the the, the decision is very easy. And he's like, and in those moments, you learn that there's nothing quite like watching the life leave out of a man's eyes especially when that man's done you wrong. And I just sat there and I thought to myself, like, man, what? And he was like, and then he looked at me, he said, because there's a difference between killing somebody or murdering somebody and taking their life. He said, when these men have done me wrong, he said, and he said, there's nothing like, you know, he's because he, he basically told me that the way that he, you know, one of the ways in which he liked to kill was is asphyxiation, right? He liked to choke these strangulation, these, strangu- strangulation right? And, 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 and he was like, there is nothing quite like watching a man's life leave his eyes. And he's like, and he's like, and I'll be honest with you, John. Like, you know, he, he knew my name was Jonathan. <laughs> oh, yeah, he knew you. He knew my name. Yeah, he knew on first name basis. Yeah. He yeah, said, and I'll tell you something, John. He said. I like it. He said, I like it. He said, I don't like it enough to just do it all willy nilly to whoever, but you give me a reason and I'm, I'm I'm with it. Man, I'm sitting there like, you know, in shock. (laughs) Like I'm in shock. I ain't never heard nobody tell me no shit like that, man. And, uh, and it's funny because I'm sitting there and then I was like, you know what, Bunky, you're going to be all right in this cell though. I'll tell you that. I was like, as a matter of fact, I got this brand new Kool-Aid inside my box you ain't never had. And then I start digging for it. I start digging for it. He's cracking up, bro. He thinks that shit is so funny. And then I really did pull out a Kool-Aid he had never had, bro. It was funny because it was a flavor. It was a flavor that was, you know, old to me, new to him type shit. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and he's been incarcerated for 57 years, bro. In 57 years, he doesn't know what the internet is. He doesn't know. He doesn't hmm. know. He doesn't know Technology. Anything. Bro, he, he's, been in, he's, been in a, he's been in a room. Bro, if you don't know the internet, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing, bro. He asked. Yeah. He asked me what the internet was. Wow. He asked me. He said, "Bro, can you explain the internet to me?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." I was like, "So the internet." And then I paused and I was like, <laughs> "I paused and I was like, bro, I low key don't really know what the internet is." Like I was <laughs> like, he was intelligent. For like thought I was intelligent for a moment, man. But but the truth is that in that moment, I was like, I, I actually don't know how to. You know, I tried right, and this is what I said. I was like, man, the internet's this incredible place where like. You can find everything. <laughs> He's like, 
what? <laughs> like, and I'm like, no, no, no. It's like everything is inside of this screen. Like, I was like, well, you can communicate with everybody at the same time. And, and, and he was just like, I'm not catching it, dog. Like, and it, and it really blew my mind because I'm like, man, this man has been incarcerated so long, bro, that like he, it, yeah. I was incarcerated for three years. When I came home, the Apple phone no longer had a home button. When I left, there was a home button. When I came back, there was no home button. And I was confused out of my fucking mind. I didn't know what was going on with technology. Like, I genuinely, for like the first month that I came home, there was like, I was still trying to figure out an iPhone. Mind you, I had had the iPhone X before I got incarcerated. I came home to like the 12 or 13. And, and I mean, it was, I mean, no, I didn't have the X. No, I, I had like, I had the one with the home, with the, with the button. I don't remember what the one with the button was. But when I left, they, they, <laughs> these bitches still had buttons. Right. <laughs> and, and, but like, in three years, I was confused. He's been incarcerated for 57. And so, yeah, you know, he told me a lot of things, yeah. man. You know, he, he you know, he, he told me about, you know, his, his first murder was that, was that, uh, you know, was that the sheriff. sheriff. He didn't get, he actually didn't get in trouble for that until like, I'm talking about 30, almost 30 years after, like down the line. And the reason that he got in trouble is because they found his gun. Oh, damn. Yeah. They found the rifle that like, that he had like put up in the wood, like he had put it up in the mountain somewhere. Like he dug it between like these two rocks. I don't, he did something like that. And they found the gun and, and the murder. Once they found the murder weapon, it was easy to track it back down to him and to his family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, man, I, I, again, I called it an opportunity, but only because that opportunity gave me a chance to understand a different perspective. And it, and it, get, and it, and it gave me an opportunity to see that like not everybody values life the way that you think people should. Mm. Right. Like for him, it was just easy to take a life, you know, and, and there's people out here like that, you know, there's people out here who will not think twice about taking your life, leaving your, your family without you, your kids, you know, like, and you know, again, you know, he taught me that, even even people who are willing to take lives, right? Like sometimes they got like you know codes that they live by, right? Like a homeboy, you know, he told me he's like, I ain't never killed no woman, you know, I ain't never killed no child, you know. Uh, he had only killed men, um, and for him that was like his line, that was his code, you know. He was like, man, I ain't out here murdering women, you know. But but when a man does me wrong, I'm taking him out, I'm taking him out, you know. And uh, you know. Like I said, life is fragile. Life is fragile. And and he and he made it clear to me that like he told me, he's like, it ain't that easy. It's, he said it's not that hard to kill somebody. You know, he looked at me and said, It really only takes about eight pounds of pressure to break people. To he break. had it down to a science. He had it down to a science, man. He said all it took was eight pounds of pressure. And he looked at me, he was like, Man, I was always someone that worked out. I was someone that lifted weights. Mind you, he's an old man telling me this, right? He's an old man telling me this. And He's like, you know, so eight pounds ain't shit. He's like, you know, if you can lift eight pounds and you can you can move eight pounds, then you can you can break people. He said, I know how to break people. Like, and and you know, sees uh I'll never forget that experience. And, and that experience has given me an, a, a very, very different uh, approach to, to individuals. I give people more respect off top just because I don't know if they could be a guy like Spock. You know what I mean? Uh, road rage is something that everyone has. You want to you get all fly with people you don't know. Remember that. You want to get crazy with people that you do not know. 
you could be running into a guy like him. And, and, you know, and, yeah, yeah. I, Especially now, man. Like people really be road rage killing is like at an all time high lately. Yeah, the last, since since the pandemic, high key. Bro, so. a, a lot of you want to get this road rage all crazy. A lot of you want to go. You know, you you. You 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 got all this road rage, but you're not really about this shit, right? Like you're not really about whatever you think you're about, right? It'd be <laughs> I've seen, you know what I mean? I have a friend. She's like a five two, you know. Uh, she's a five two young young individual. You know, she's a little person. You know what I mean? Like, but her road rage <laughs> is in, is crazy, and I'm like, yo, like someone will take you the fuck out, like you know. Yeah. And so I don't know what all I'm saying is protect yourselves. Yeah. Protect yourselves. And that that and, and I mentioned road rage only because, you know, uh when road rage is one of those examples of just you 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 pop and fly with people you don't know. Right. People who are who are going through different things, people who are coming from different places, you know, you don't know where these individuals' heads are at. Yet you think you you would you just wanna flick them off or you know, you wanna you wanna beep at them all crazy, you wanna roll down your window and scream all types Bye. of profanities and yeah, yeah. What is wrong with you? You don't know this individual. You don't know what this person is capable of. You don't know what this person just went through. You don't know if well, this person's wife just cheated on them or if, or if you know, their father and mother and daughter and everyone just passed away in a fire. You don't know if they're on their last. If You could be the straw that broke the camel's back that day just because you want to pop fly with somebody when you ain't ready to do nothing. Are yeah. you really ready to get out this car and kill somebody? Get, get a hold of yourself. Get a hold of yourself. Because I'm telling you, he was just one of two of, he's just one, you know, the guy that I'm talking about spot. He was just one of two bunkies that I had. I had two different guys that I slept with. that were both murderers. They both had life in prison. I, I had another bunkie who had done 60. No, no I'm like 40. He did more than 40. He was 45 years in. He, he killed his wife and his wife's lover. Long story short, he told her, Hey, if I ever find out you cheat and I'm gonna kill you. And I don't know why she decided to go ahead and cheat anyway, but she did. And he caught her. And he did, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. He caught the woman in bed with another man. He walked right over to his, uh, to his closet. He opened the closet, grabbed the shotgun, and killed them in cold blood right there, both of them, in the bed. Damn. So, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had to sleep with both those guys, you know? And, and, and you know, and uh, those guys, those two guys uh, taught me a lot about the world. Um, I'm not saying it's good. They, but the, but I learned something sleeping with them, and uh, you know I just wanted to tell y'all about that. <laughs> I mean that's, I mean I ain't got really much to say, man. I was just listening. That sounds crazy, um, <laughs> crazy to the tenth degree. And then this this was like, hey man, I appreciate that that story just because it, it 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 lets us in or lets me into the fact that like yo you don't really know people, no. um, and sometimes even in like you said, road rage. Like we we think like everyone's values life the same way, right? Like, oh, I'm just yelling at you. Oh, I'm just honking at you. Nah, man. Like, I I live in Florida. This is a was it a, a concealed carry gun state? You yeah. Know, like this is a permit state. Like you don't know who's got a strap. That's something I'm always conscious of. I live in Ohio, where we have uh, concealed carry is legal for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone's allowed to conceal carry without a permit. That means yeah. that anybody can have a weapon and it's legal. Anybody. You don't need a permit. You don't need training. You don't need nothing. You can just yeah. carry. And, but at the end of the day, man, the, the, I think the, the thing that I appreciate is like, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you just sharing, bro. That's crazy. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I don't know. I would never. I could never say I would ever experience sleeping next to a murderer. You know, that's that's wild. Um, a serial killer, low key. Low key. Low key. Um. So. And he told me. He taught me a lot. You know, he taught me a lot. And and you know. What's I guess what's the one thing that like, because the my thing is like. Man, how, like, I'm, you must have, I mean, yeah, you and Jess are on your P's and Q's, but it's another thing to be next to a murderer. And, and how does, how do your P's and Q's get even better? Right. Cause I now, like, it's almost like you got to be friends with this guy. Not saying friends, but like, yo, you, I'm not trying to piss this dude off off top. Like, they, that's not anything I'm ever trying to do. Yeah. I, I think that the one, the first thing I had to do was figure out what respect meant to him, mm. you know, cause I needed him to know that I respected him. You know, and the, and the, he had my respect, and the, and I and I did my best to earn his, and uh, I think I was able to do that. Um, but you know, I, he basically told me he was like, "Listen, cause, you know, he would talk about the old days of prison, you know, and he would tell me about how like prison, even though it's uh, even though it's uh, you know, it's still crazy, um, you know, it used to be a lot worse." And you know, he talked a lot about how like, man, you see a lot of these young cats walking around here thinking that they're the shit, you know, and thinking that they're badass. He said, "But back in my day." You know, you wanted to talk, you wanted to walk around and act like a killer. He said the real killers would, would, would show you that you wasn't really about it. He said he, he told me that there used to be auctions in the prisons. He said back in his day, back in those early days, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, he said if, if guys was walking around acting tough, real killers would be like, you know what? You so fucking tough. Get your ass up on that table. And they'd be like, man, what? I ain't getting up on no table. He said, man, get up on that table or I'm taking your life. You know, and, and immediately those guys that act like killers. Realize they not killers because they talking to a guy that's really talking about killing them right there, right now. He says, so guys would get up on that table. And then the guy that made them get up on that table will turn around and, and, and announce it to the whole room. Hey, I'm selling this guy. Let's start at a pack of cigarettes. And then some other guy would get up and be like, man, two cigarettes, two packs of cigarettes. And then another guy would get up talking about three packs of cigarettes. And you're on top of the table. I like, man, what? I ain't about to let nobody buy me. Like, buy me for what? Yeah, and, and they was buying you exactly for what, what you think they was buying you for. And then That's when you got crazy. sold, you had one or two options. Hmm. You can either roll with the dude that just, that just bought you, <laughs> or you could get murdered in front of the whole prison block. Hmm. Right there in front of everybody, and not a damn person's going to do anything about it. He told me stories like that. And, of course, I'm sitting there thinking, jeez, this is not... <laughs> shit that I want to be a part of, I'll tell you that, right? Because <laughs> I, def I definitely don't walk around like I'm no killer, but I'll tell you that I'm not also, you know, it, it, it was wild season. And, yeah. you know, I just wanted to tell y'all that story. Uh, and I wanted to put into perspective that just remember that not everybody values life the way that you do. Yeah. And that is, that's wisdom that, uh, that I'm going to hold near and dear and hold close to my chest. And I hope that everyone else can do the same because you just never know who you're running into. So be careful with who you come at crazy, you know, and just know that they're out here. There's individuals out here who do not value life. And that's, uh, that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> this moment I mean, of I... silence. <laughs> 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 Yo, look, I don't know, bro. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's crazy to hear and also uh, eye-opening and even mind-opening. Um, I can't fathom the feeling of waking up and seeing that dude every day, right? Like, and knowing that, like, yo, I got to be best friends with you, bro, because yeah. 
you you you're the definition of a real real killer. Real killer. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, so. man. Yeah, I you know I appreciate you listening, C's, and uh, you know, I appreciate <laughs> you letting me vent about that. You know, because uh, you know uh, this you know my my wanting to talk about this issue really did stem from uh, road rage. It really mm. did want to. It did really stem from road rage. Um, you know, I recently had an experience where I was driving with someone, and uh, they 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 flew off the handle on some road rage. Um, and I'm in the car with them, you know, and you know they they put me in danger that day, you know, because of the kind of road rage that they they had. And, and mind you, this individual who who was going through this little rage wasn't even, wasn't a person that I thought. It's like, you're, bro, you're 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 punching above your weight class right now. You know what I mean, like. You know, the yeah. things that you're doing, the things that you're saying, the way that you're acting is you all you can't be doing that. You just can't be doing that. So that's where that came from. And so uh, that's why I was so motivated to have this episode today. So, you know, with that being <laughs> said, guys, you know, because we wanted to make this a short one. We wanted to get into the you have one minute remaining. All right. I mean, I can start off. I yeah, go ahead. Like... I talked enough. You go. You start. This yeah, no, nah, no, nah, you're good. You're good. Look, man. So there's there's something I learned here. You know what I'm saying? It's something I was, like, uh, preaching the, the last, like, week or so when I was with the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, man, there's two things you can't buy in this world. Love and respect. Mm. Right? And those two things can be valued, like, like, like gold. Like, it, it, can, it can weigh. The weight of that is, like, gold in anybody's hands. And listening to Jono about trying to, trying to figure out how how he could show this man that was a murderer or serial killer that he, that he respected him reinforced that thought. Because you can't buy those two things, man. You can't. I mean, yeah, you could, but, like, it's not real respect and that's not real love. Like, the the things that I've learned throughout life is, like, and, you know, you learn you learn them the easy way and the hard way, too. Like, love and respect go a long way. And, man, like, you don't know how much that can mean to somebody. You know, like, think you to be rich or poor but like those two things can can really like shed light into someone's life in, in a way that maybe they've never received love in the correct man or respect right and a lot of us are usually fighting for one of those two if you really think about it so hey man just value those two things and, and see if you can move better with those two right like it don't matter what 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 you know what you don't know what degree you got what job you got, like, but if you can't love and respect the people around you, you'll never get those. Or people won't respect you or love you, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Um, wow. No, I appreciate that. And, and you know, my, my one minute rant is kind of, you know, almost a piggyback. But uh, guys, don't bite off more than you can chew. You know, don't punch above your weight class. Um, if you ain't about that life, then sit your ass down. You know what I mean? Like, sit your ass down. It's kind of like the... You know, like not to get into politics, but you know, you, you see a lot of these guys in the Republican Party running for president, right? But they don't want to like come out and just like go hard because they're afraid of Donald Trump. It's like, bro, either come out here and run for this presidency or sit your ass down. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> stop, like, don't, like, don't, like, stop, like, don't punch above your weight class if you're not about it. And so, if you're not ready, if you're not ready, and so, like, you know, yeah, like, I just want to say that, you know, guys, like. You know, be aware of, of who you are. Be aware of who's around you. Be aware of what you're willing to and not to do. And then let that guide you accordingly. But, you know, don't put yourselves at risk. Um, you know, again, I'm touching on that that road rage. Cut that shit out. All right? Cut that shit out. A lot of y'all want to sit here. Like, I know people that will follow people that cut them off. And, like, 
you know, I know people that'll that'll you know sit there and cuss and scream and yell at people who 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 are just driving on the road. And it's like, man, nine times out of ten, these people not trying to like. They're, it's not like it's a personal vendetta against you, right? Like if you get cut off on the highway. You know, like I've been the one to cut people off on the highway and like it's not personal. It's not that I wanted to cut off this Chevy, you know, this Chevy right here. Like it had nothing to do with the fact that it was you like it had been any motherfucker that had been there. I'm, I'm late to work <laughs> like I'm late to work. Anybody could have got cut off. Right. It's not personal. Like it's, you yeah. know, so people take it personal. And uh, and again, I just want to say, guys, don't be careful with that. Be careful. You all all know the times we're living in. Right. Everyone's loaded with weapons. I mean, people are shooting up schools, guys. Kids are getting shot at school. You think anybody you, give a damn about you? <laughs> like, they're killing you, kids. You can get it, too. You can yeah, get it, too. They're killing kids. I can assure you that if someone's willing, like, if kids are getting murdered, you don't stand a chance, all right? So, so please, please be aware of that and be careful. So, guys, right, yeah. Rants out. Rants out. How was that?